Our devotion for our chapel this morning um, is entitled, Little Can Do Great Things. Little Can Do Great Things. This is in line with uh, what Pastor White uh, mentioned of not despising small things. How many of you remember that? Still remember? <laughs> okay, good. So this is in line with, with that. So um, let's read. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 13, verses 18 to 21. A very familiar passage. Luke 13, verses 18 to 21. And we will read this passage all together. 18, begin. Then said he unto what? kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into a garden, and it grew, and it waxed in great tree, and a fowl of the air lodged in the branches of it. And again he said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? Is it like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three meals? Till the whole was leavened. So before we continue, let us begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you gave to us. We thank you for this uh, good fellowship and uh, to, uh, that we gather around here and uh, sing praises into your name. And also, Lord, we thank you for the privilege that we can uh, listen to your word and uh, and we ask, dear Father, that you would give us understanding and help us, Lord, to see you as we continue to serve you uh, day by day. Father, be with us now, we pray in your name. Amen. So for this devotion, let me start with a small test. Okay? This is a small test, and it is open to all. Okay? Open to all. So the first two... Person, uh, people who will get the highest score will receive <laughs> uh, $5 each, uh, Starbucks. <laughs> this is a small test open to all. So it's, it's, um, this is, uh, so if you have a pen and um, a paper, so you, you can, uh, yeah, grab, grab something, uh, Rob and uh, Katrina, you can uh, go try it. Hmm? No pen? <laughs> um, who has extra pen? Okay, $5 Starbucks, Starbucks. Paper. Uh, Katrina needs paper. Okay, good. <laughs> this is a actually a general general um, info. Okay, so I divided this small test into two parts. So let's do four questions on first part, and the second part is has a four question also. No, you can can so. 
This is very simple. Number one, which country has the largest population in the world? <laughs> which country has the largest population so far in the world? Country, yes. Okay. Number two, what is, also this one is, is very simple because you know, the, you know this. What is the world's tallest mountain ever discovered by man? Uh, I don't uh, give a trick question here. <laughs> okay, world's tallest mountain, okay? Number three, what type of tree is the tallest that ever discovered by man? Tallest tree, tallest tree. It's actually found in California. Pastor Tim? <laughs> no, the, the clue is for everybody. Okay, and number four, who is the world's richest man in the world as of today, currently? I got this from, uh, you know, 2021, right? So hopefully it's still recent. <laughs> okay, guess. Let's go to the second half, second half of the quiz. And it's four questions also. Number one, what is the smallest country in the world? Smallest country in the world. Yeah, land mass, yeah. <laughs> in, I will, because I, the answer here is square kilometers. Okay, number two. Number two, what is the least populated city in Canada? <laughs> yes, in Canada. Yeah, you can guess whatsoever. Least populated city in Canada. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's in Quebec. <laughs> number three, number three, what type of tree is the smallest? Yes, the smallest tree. And number. Number four. Pastor Dave is getting ahead of me. <laughs> uh, number four. What is the smallest mountain range in the world? It's actually also in California. Well, California is a. <laughs> mountain range. Range. 
Okay, so, so uh, first question on the verse there, very obvious, largest population, China. Currently, it's around 1.4 billion, 1.4 billion, it's actually 1.444. Um, uh, tallest mountain, Mount Everest, of course, Mount Everest. Number three. Uh, uh, what's the tallest? Redwood. Redwood found, found in California. Redwood. Redwood is actually 379.7 feet tall. So, <laughs> um, who is the world's richest man? Current. St st yes, Jeff Bezos. Net worth 100. 177 billion, one billion. That's his, that is net worth, 177 billion. Okay, now on the second half, what is the smallest country in the world? Vatican City, okay, Vatican City. It is, it is, um, Yeah, that's also my, actually, that when, when I searched this, um, my thought is something like that. Um, around in the middle of either in France, something. But this one shows up, 0.5 square kilometer, kilometers, not even in a one kilometer. <laughs> it's considered a country, yeah. Number two, what is the least populated city in Canada? <laughs> well, it's French, so it's, it's hard for me. Pastor um, um, let um, it's only, it only has 6,029 uh, 6, people. It's uh, Jean-Félix du Valois, something like that. Yeah. It's a saint, right? Is, how, how, how do you pronounce saint in, uh, in, uh, yeah, Saint Felix de Valois? What's the smallest city? Porcupine Plain. Porcupine Plain. I I searched it also. It's part of a, um, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he is. He's part of, yeah. So it's so part of of uh, something a, a city. Yeah. Oh. Oh, number three. What type of tree is the smallest? Bonsai. Uh, they name it dwarf willow. Bonsai is bigger, actually. It, this one, dwarf willow, is five centimeter long. That's that's. It's a tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then the fourth one, what is the smallest mountain range in the world? It's a. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Sutter Buttes. Sutter Buttes, in California. Have you heard that? Yes. 
Sutter Buttes in California. Okay, who, who, so record, so eight out of eight. Okay, so eight out of eight. So, um, so you can gather, um, maybe, maybe Brother Rob, can you gather the paper? And I will take a look on to. <laughs> no, because uh, Pastor Devan kind of um, mentioned <laughs> mentioned the point here. Um, which and so the question would be: In which part of the test, the first and second, uh, you didn't do well? Second. Second, right? So I think all of us. I did this small test also, and most of my my correct answer is in the first part. I didn't have any correct answer in the second second part. Well, the point of of this is that you know people tend to recognize, recognize, respect, remember those things in life which are the largest most grandiose and spectacular while we tend to give little thought to the small and seeming like insignificant right? because they are insignificant really in in for for us um, most of the time in the people's perspective and i think this is also the perspective or thinking of the world we have this mentality that bigger is always better bigger is always better but the question is is bigger always better if we look on the scriptures perspective or in the you know in the realm of yes we, probably we can say yes in some ways but my question that is my that's why i i asked the question is bigger always better so of course obviously especially in the passage that we have we can answer no uh, especially when, when it comes to spiritual things spiritual things so in the passage that we have we have read we can draw some principles that um, you know from jesus's uh, parables here and I think these uh, principles will help us uh, on our thinking about bigger being better in the spiritual things of, especially in God's work. Uh, there are things that God wants us to, you know, grow. There are passages in the scripture that God wants us to do more for him, to be fruitful, to grow. But there are also instances and we have to, you know, no, don't, we we should not neglect the, uh, the, the principle and the truth that bigger is uh, not always better. Um, we don't have the time to like, explain the context of this uh, passage, but I, what I just did is we just take it as a, in, in the principle and a draw conclusion and something, a, a, a principle that we can live when we see things, how we see things, uh, especially in the ministry and, and um, serving God. We tend to believe that more people, more money, bigger ministries, and buildings, 
more programs and greater talents will result in a greater effectiveness as, um, uh, at God's work. And we often think that God is doing more and can do more where there is something going on that looks grand and marvelous. When we look on other churches that had big buildings and people, and they have thousands of thousands of people, and then say, God must be in there. And then we now tend to look, if we are in, in a smaller scale and smaller building, we tend to look now, well, probably not, God is not doing well here. Right? That's the mentality. Uh, at the same time, we tend to think the opposite about smaller things. We act though God is not working or could not work, though smaller churches and ministries or maybe lesser talents or fewer programs, right? And, and that is the danger there. And thinking that God must not be on that church or on that, you know, ministry. So these types of uh, thinking affects our, our attitude towards, towards ministry, right? Um, you know, our zeal, confidence, you know, we ev our evaluation, our commitment and expectations are often based on size and significance. Therefore, it is vital to, uh, that we understand the, and accept by faith the message of these two uh, parables that we will look into. And, and I think the main point that Jesus wanted to make here is that God empowers little things to do great things. God empowers little things to do great things. I can relate into this because uh, many years the concept of bigger is always better was in my, is my natural concept of uh, God's ministry. And I was reminded of you know, these verses and the passage that faith, also a passage like faith like a mustard seed that God can use when we have faith like a mustard seed, we can, you know, command it to the mount of a mountain and uh, the mountain can be moved. And so something like that in a, in a principle. So in verse 18, it says there that Jesus asked, unto what is the kingdom of God's God like? And where unto shall I resemble it? Well, the expression of the kingdom of God, many of you are teachers here, but um, it is a broad concept, right? Um, that is uh, difficult to def define in a simple terms. But in general, it refers to the rule of God and establishment of his purpose purposes. It may be used also in, in the spiritual sense where God is working in the hearts of the people. Or sometimes cases, it is the expression refers to you know, the physical kingdom that God will establish in the end times. And, you know, we are talking about millennial reign. Um, so the answer is that God uses small, insignificant things, but with great and far-reaching results. And you can really see it here 
that the grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast in, in, into his garden and it grew and waxed a great tree and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. So in verse 19, you can see there, mustard seed, which uh, produces leaves from which mustard is derived, uh, was known for its uh, minuteness. It is very, very small, right? So in, um, if you actually kind of make a m mustard, um, it will take 20,000 mustard seeds to create an ounce, an ounce of, of a mustard. Because of its size, the mustard seed was used uh, pro, uh, proverbially for anything that was small and insignificant. Like something there's, there's people would, if you are, you know, think you're, you're thinking stupid, you, they would, people would call you, you have a brain like a mustard seed something like that. So, um, yeah, it's also used in der in der derogatory way. Um, there is also a second char characteristic of uh, mustard seed, and that, I that is very important in comparison to its smallness. Despite of the small seed size, the mustard plant can actually grow to be the largest of the herbs grown in that area, in which it it can reach 10 to 15 feet uh, in height, and, and thus it can um, you know, be large enough to provide place for fowls to rest in its branches, as Jesus you know, alludes here in verse 19. So some people think that the birds are allegorical, and uh, you know, it represents something, but I believe that they just emphasize the large size of the tree. Now the point of the comparison here is that success doesn't depend always on size because God, you know, God, again, the principle here, God empowers little things to do great things. Just like God can bring the significant tree out of an insignificant seed, He can do the same with you and me. And I believe that he can do the same with our Bible college. He can do the same. I totally believe into that. We may not be a large college, Bible college. We may not be most talented or educated people. We may not be the lots of money to work with. We may not have a lot of uh, people that the world sees as influential and very important VIPs. Nevertheless, we can, we can be encouraged because, again, God empowers little things to do great things. Now, in verse 20 and 21, Jesus told another parable here to make the same point. He asked a similar question and said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, it is like leaven. Okay, it is like leaven. Leaven is sometimes uh, used in the Bible as symbolic, right, uh, of sin. 
but in this case, it is used as a positive, uh, positive manner to show how God works mightily through small things. In that era, when women made bread, which was every day, you know, since uh, bread is their, their common, you know, food, she, uh, the, the woman would have to use leaven to make it, um, what is that, rice or puff. Okay, that's the reason of it. So now the, the leaven used then wasn't like the dry yeast that we, we use today, right? But rather, it is a very small lump of dough taken from the previous day making of uh, previous days uh, um, of bread, right? So, so he, uh, she will uh, take a small portion of a dough, a lump of dough from that bread and will, you know, of course, uh, put it in the new batch. So she would take the lump of the dough and knead it into the new flour mixture and eventually that, um, you know, yeast or would permeate and influence the entire uh, batch of flour or mixture. So the most, but the most uh, important aspect of this parable in 20 to 21 is the amount of flour in which the small amount of leaven was mixed. No, the Bible says that the woman made three measures of meal, which is somewhere um, 25 ounces, or oh, uh, no, pounds of flour, 25 pounds of flour. So it's a, a good large amount of flour compared to the very small uh, portion of dough that will stick, uh, that's, stuck into that uh, bread and I assume that every woman that day uh, knew that uh, even a small lump of, of uh, leaven or yeast would, could leaven a large amount of flour so they kn knew that during the time so you see even though it was a small amount it would be also uh, it would also be significant in its influence and again Success doesn't depend on size. So in fact, for, for many during Jesus' ministry, they would look into Jesus' ministry as disappointment. Um, when he was here on earth, the Jews would expect a leader, uh, would expect the Messiah like uh, unto um, probably a rushing king, thunderous, something like big, right? Something like big. Uh, they expected that, that the Messiah would be, come and unite the people, gather the, a vast army, destroy the Roman army. That's, one, that's the thing that they were expecting. And of course, he would establish the kingdom with great magnificence. They were looking for something big to happen. They wanted glory and grandeur because they believed that this was the way God worked. But instead, they got Jesus. Oh, we have Jesus. So Jesus was born, as you'll know, in stable, raised on a little town called Nazareth, right? 
resisted by religious leaders and ignored by most of the political leaders. And Jesus only had a small group of followers who were nothing more than unlearned or uneducated fishermen, tax collectors, and um, prostitute followers of Jesus Christ. This didn't look like the kingdom of God when people looked at it. Well, this is not supposed to be our Messiah. To them, it looked like a doom or a failure for many. And somehow, after, after, after all, nobody wants to be part of that something small, insignificant, because that means it is not successful. Successful. God couldn't be in, in it because bigger is better, right? That's what the world thinks. Jesus wanted to correct this you know, wrong understanding when it comes to his ministry. So we have to also, something that we should remember that and avoid the, the thinking that bigger is always better because God empowers little things to do great things. So what should we be our response um, to this principle that we, we've learned? As God empowers little things to do great things, the first one is, I think we should not be judgmental. Now, to illustrate this, let's go to First Kings chapter 19. And I think you're very familiar of this. First Kings chapter 19, who's the prophet here? It's the prophet Elijah. Now, I'll be reading verses 10 to 13. And it said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy commandment, uh, covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Now here, Elijah was discouraged and ready to quit. Right? And he even said, you know, take my life. Quit because from his, you know, from his point of view, nothing of significance had come from his ministry. He was looking for the mighty moving of God, but he didn't see it because he was only looking for big things, such as many people today. Now, Elijah judged his ministry wrongly because 
he judged it based upon the size and significance. Um, and that's the message uh, today. And if uh, we hold this philosophy that bigger is better, we would always looking for God in an extraordinary, however we miss His working mightily through small things. We miss that still, small voice. And we will also judge other ministries of men's, uh, um, you know, other ministries, and put it in, in a situation wherein we would, look at, we would look at it in man's criteria rather than God's perspective or criteria. The second, I think, um, response to this principle is that we should not be get discour- discouraged. It's easy to get, get discouraged. But here, we can really see, um, you know, um, that, uh, that God empowers little things to do great things. A Christian often either abandon or gives less than 100% to a ministry because they don't see it, 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 it as a successful or believe that God would work mightily through something that is small or insignificant. Um, Pastor White actually mentioned this verse, but we can go to Zechariah chapter 4. But to, because to prove this point or to give that our point of verse, Zechariah chapter Four. Okay, verses 6 to 10. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying, uh, crying, grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel had laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish, finish it. And thou shalt show, uh, know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. Now, this was a you know, mistake of the people of Israel and even Zerubbabel, their leader, made when you know the you know the story they rebuilt the temple in in the old testament the israelites returned to the land and they began to rebuild it but eventually quit because they get discouraged um, why because they are so small insignificant during that time and the way they would look the temple they had to you know there's like this comparison with Solomon's temple back then 
So that's uh, what happened to them. But we have to remind ourselves that, you know, we should not be discouraged when situation is seemingly like insignificant or small. But we should, you know, get uh, be encouraged uh, in the word of the Lord. In closing, we are not a people of great numbers. Our Bible college is not large compared to many Bible colleges. But we have a great God. So let's, let us be encouraged. Let us be encouraged and faithful because God is working. The only matters is how faithful we are of what God has given us. It is God, you know, in the New Testament, Paul said it is God who gives the increase. So let us all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we have, the, the message that we have uh, for, for today. And we ask, dear Father, encourage our hearts, strengthen us, and help us, Lord, to see you and, and um, let you and the Holy Spirit work through our lives. Help us also, Lord, to be faithful of uh, anything that you have entrusted into us. Lord, we may not be strong or may be significant in the eyes of others, but we know that you empower people. And whatever ministry that you gave to us, help us, Lord, to be faithful. Help us to do best we know how through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can grow. And we believe that time will come that also you will bless the college and, of course, every single one of us here. So, Father, bless us now, we pray in your name. Amen. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word. Thank you.